the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all of your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 4 and Psalm 8. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me, and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme mine honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood? Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There may be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn and wine and oil increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. 
all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the fields, the fowls of the air, and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the book of Ezekiel. Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kabar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kebar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings, on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side, each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched upward, two wings of each one touched one another, and two covered their bodies, and each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning. And the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Now as I looked at the living creatures, behold, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creature with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of beryl, and all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their workings was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they moved, they went toward any one of the four directions. They did not turn aside when they went. As for their rims, they were so high they were awesome, and their rims were full of eyes all around the four of them. When the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them, and when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went, because there the spirit went. And the wheels were lifted together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went. When those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. 
for he that is mighty hath magnified me. Them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the Gospel according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. 
and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we who know thee now by faith may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. What thoughts about our lessons tonight? The um, psalm pairing is a curious one because it um, highlights again what we've been seeing repeated in our epiphany lessons so far, that the epiphany of Christ uh, is uh, an epiphany that's being made um, not only to um, the peoples of the earth, to the covenant people, and then those that they are in relationship with, but then also to um, the whole creation and specifically to the um, the heavenly powers, um, which are uh, a frequent um, uh, are frequently referenced throughout the scriptures, um, even if they are um, very indirectly um, spoken about. And, and if, if we don't really can't really gather a whole lot about them, um, we nevertheless know that there is a um, that they exist and that the Lord has a relationship to them and that Christ's epiphany um, is is significant. And particularly we see um, that in Psalm 4 and Psalm 8, Psalm 4 has to do with kind of the horizontal um, dimension of the epiphany and particularly about the peoples who um, skeptically deny the existence of God or the sovereignty of God. Um, and, uh, you know, this they're emblematically represented in the saying, who will show us any good? Um, and this is a kind of quintessential skeptical statement or question um, of like, you know, like, well, we have, you know, the increase of grain and wine and oil, and we're doing great over here, um, regardless of how we um, relate to this this God. So um, why are you serving him? And this being a consistent refrain throughout the Psalms. And then in Psalm 8 um, begins, of course, with the, um, the identification of God as the governor over all the earth. Um, and then um, specifically talking about how he... Um, even though he has created so many things that are greater than um, humanity, he nevertheless um, bows down to deal directly with humanity um, and sets that humanity over all of his creation, despite the fact that many of the things in nature are um, apparently greater than um, than they are. Um, and this is, you know, observably true. 
Um, and and yet at the same time, there the dignity of human nature and the and the intrinsic um, worth of the human person we sometimes like to think of as an autonomous and innate trait. Um, and really, we always have to remember that that biblically the value of human life and the dignity of human life comes from the unique way in which God interacts with human, with human life. Um, and it is, it is um, significant that it, there's not a kind of independent property of, of human nature that gives it its dignity. Rather, God has dignified that nature and then dignified it and magnified it even further by uh, making human nature the nature in which he would become incarnate. Um, and so, and and so, there is something very special about human life, um, because as as far as we can tell, it is this um, creature in the world, um, uh, in the um, on, on the earth, that God deals directly with, and is His sort of vicar and re and representative to the world with. Um, so, as we as we look at these things, it's it it sets up for us the idea that um, humankind has a kind of priestly vocation, um, and is the herald, um, the the one who who should be the first witness to the the appearance and the manifestation of God in the world, um, and <clears throat> but sadly, very often this isn't the case. Um, and so, as we move into our lessons tonight, we we, we draw out several other themes of the Epiphany. Um, the first one coming with Ezekiel the priest, um, who is not able to accomplish his priesthood because he's been taken captive into Babylon in the in the captivity after the first fall of Jerusalem. Um, when a bunch of um, a bunch of people were taken as hostages to ensure the obedience of the new newly installed puppet king of Jerusalem, um, this is uh, you know Ezekiel should be back in Jerusalem beginning his priestly ministry in the temple, and yet he finds himself in exile in Babylon. And so, um, but he sees this theophany, this appearance of the glory of God, um, as though he were standing in the temple, and this kind of glory imagery we see in the Ezekiel lesson is, is said to attend the glory that is supposed to inhabit the temple where the mercy seat of God is above the Ark of the Covenant. And yet God's throne um, upon which the glory of God sits and it is now to be found in Babylon as well. And there's a couple of significant things we draw from this. The first is that it's an indication that God's um, sovereignty does not begin and end with the kind of nat national boundaries of Israel, um, in this case, particularly the, the tribe of Judah. Um, in the ancient world, um, it was the assumption that um, deities were um, confined to the people and that you could tell um, the greatness of the God by the, um, the, the sort of the um, expanse of the kingdom of that people. And if they were allowed to flourish over the face of the earth, it meant that that God was particularly great and more powerful than the other gods that would have to be swept aside in order to uh, allow that kingdom to expand. Um, and so the idea would have been, the logic would have followed from this that since Babylon had conquered Judah um, and had taken hostages of its choicest people and, and including its rightful king, um, that the gods of Babylon were clearly superior. And yet, God in his glory and his full array is seen enthroned um, over, the, over the land of Babylon and, and invading the, the land of Babylon. And this reorients the whole idea of the captivity as less being the Babylonians have triumphed, triumphed against God's people and their gods have triumphed over the God of Israel. And more so that God has, is nevertheless superintending this whole thing as the enthroned God um, and is um, and is in fact invading the territory 
of these uh, of the of the Babylonian Empire. Um, and so we'll see that as that unfolds a little bit. Um, and then we see that in even more grand cosmic scope when we um, consider, um, we, you know, we consider this meeting between lowly captive Ezekiel, the priest and the, glory, the full um, unveiled glory of God. And then we see in John chapter one, um, the word made flesh that dwelt among us is that same God Ezekiel saw in this perplexing, glorious vision um, and the same God that the psalmist is extolling. Um, and so what we are meant to take away from the, the, the logic of our lessons tonight is that to look into the face of Jesus Christ is to look um, at God objectively present with us um, and that he, the fullness of God is comes to dwell in the person of Jesus Christ. Um, and it is to look into the face of, of God um, and um, what Ezekiel is seeing in this this with this and describing in this imagery that he can barely keep up with. Um, this is the same thing as to look at Jesus. And so uh, when we remember who Jesus is in, in this epiphany, we are seeing the revealing of who Jesus is to the nations and to his own covenant people. Um, it's a reminder that for each of us, um, that there is a continuity in the scriptures that comes down directly to us, that the Christ who comes to dwell in our hearts by faith through the spirit is this same God who has done all of these marvelous things. And it is a source of hope for us that as we reflect on uh, God gloriously um, sovereign over the world and, and God as, as, as um, uh, marvelously incarnate and near to each of us, um, that there is, no, um, there is no challenge to either of these attributes in his character, that he is uh, both glorious and transcendent and he is as near as our own soul. Uh, and so um, as we reflect on that and draw that into our prayer, we remember that there is nothing we can bring in prayer to God that is too big for him. And there is nothing too small in our prayer that he is not um, uh, lo loving, lovingly kind enough to draw near to and to concern himself with. So with that, we'll turn to our intercession tonight. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. And thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Hayden. Have a good night, everybody.
Good night. Thank you. Have a good evening, everyone.